Hello everyone. Welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is season four and episode 13. Seeing the sunrise is about seeing Christ in everyday situations. We find in the book of Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse three, where the Lord speaks to the prophet while he's in prison. He says to him, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Seeing the sunrise is an opportunity to see what God is doing behind the scenes and in the lives of everyday people like you and me. From the pulpit to the pew, we all have had various challenges and experiences that bring us to a need for Christ. Well, every time I record a podcast, one of the things I do, and I do it every time, is I quote from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33 and 3. And some of you might be wondering, what is it that, why is he in prison and what exactly is he talking about and why is God telling him to call to him? Well, today I think I'll expound on that a little bit, but I'll start on it with this, this, um, this statement. Have you ever been in a situation where you had to deliver bad news? Or maybe you know someone who, whenever you talk to them, they, they, you can expect them to be the deliverer of bad news, something you don't want to hear or didn't want to hear. If you have, then you can imagine and gain understanding the, of the plight of the prophet Jeremiah. Not many people like to talk about Jeremiah, maybe because he called out what was wrong, or should I say God commissioned him to speak up about bad behavior and disobedience. As a prophet, Jeremiah warned the kings and priests and people of Judah of a doom that was coming. Now, I don't think it's hard to understand why... <laughs> Jeremiah wasn't liked very much. No one wants to be around someone with nothing good to say. But as a prophet of the Most High God, and I must also say he was an obedient prophet, he wasn't hesitant in saying what thus saith the Lord. Jeremiah portrayed what God felt. He was God was angry. Jeremiah conveyed anger, and he was sad, and God was sad. He felt God's anger over the people turning away from him and doing their own thing. Sounds a little bit like our country today, what do you, wouldn't you say? What is interesting about Jeremiah is that he, had, he was made to suffer, to show the tribe of Judah that they too were going to experience the things that he was suffering for. That's some prophet, wouldn't you say? Here he is, obedient to the word of God, but it's being used as an example of what God was going to do because of what someone else had done. Judah would be captured, the tribe of Judah would be captured by their enemy, the Babylonians, and their leaders and people would be exiled. However, the loving God would not totally destroy them. After they were going to be punished for their wrongdoing, God was going to send a message of comfort and hope. When we do wrong, that does not mean that God doesn't love us. It also does not mean that God will not punish us for our wrongdoing, as any loving parent would do, and God is our loving father. Disciplining your child teaches responsibility, uh, and it teaches be responsible behavior as well, and self-control. They learn, or the children learn consequences and how to take responsibility for their actions. But when issuing punishment, and I can't say this enough, you want to issue effective punishment that encourages one to respond correctly to change the behavior. God's message to the people of Judah was not dissimilar to what the Lord brought his people out of and when he was, they were enslaved in Egypt. 
And that was to be faithful to the Lord. That's all they had to do. Here he was, here he had delivered them from years of slavery, from years of them crying out. And all they had to do in, in order to continue to receive the covering, the promise of God was to be faithful, to base their lives on the covenant that he made with Moses at Mount Sinai to obey God's law. What is it about laws that cause people to rebel against them anyway? Well, I pondered that for a second and I thought one reason could be that the law has no power. Laws don't control you. They can't make you do something you don't want to do or keep you from doing what you want to do. Some people feel that the law is unfair or there can be other reasons like the inability to make good decisions. And that shouldn't be the case. The lack of knowledge or understanding of the law is not an excuse for disobeying the law. I'm reminded one time when I was driving and I had my headset on and this police car pulled up and he kept staring at my car and thinking to myself, what is he staring at? And so he pulls me over and I said, sir, why did you pull me over? I wasn't speeding. I wasn't doing anything that um, I thought that was law breaking. And what he said to me is that it was uh, against the law to be driving with my ears occluded or basically covered so that if there were emergency vehicles or things going on outside my vehicle, I wouldn't hear them. Now, my husband was up in arms because he felt this is what you stopped us for. And I thought, calm down. It is the law. He didn't give me a ticket. And so I'm thankful that. And I said to him, I know ignorance is no excuse for disobeying the law, but I did not know. Jeremiah had a tough, tough task. He was a young man when God called him to serve. The Lord had only asked the, uh, ch the children of Israel and um, the tribe of Judah. They were only his people, his chosen people. He just wanted them to be obedient. Jeremiah was young when he was called to serve. Jeremiah lived during a time of significant change for the people of God. He had a challenging task. There was a struggle between empires fighting to gain power. And as a prophet, he was tasked with warning the kings, priests, and people of Judah of what was getting ready to come, their coming doom. He not only had a challenging task, but he lived at a tough time. His country was under attack, and he had to deliver a stern message. That's tough, isn't it? Think about it. When you know you have to say something that um, not, is not going to be received very well, and he was young, his nation was going to fall to the enemy, the Babylonians, and to a ruthless, cruel king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. His people were going to be taken captive and forced into exile. He had to deliver this message that they were going to be defeated to the king. And that was King uh, Zedekiah at the time. How would you like to be that person to deliver that kind of news to one in authority? Not many people would want to do that. Jeremiah was going to suffer because of the sins of the people. He too would be captured. He too would be in prison. And his attitude was positive, even as a prisoner in Jerusalem's palace. Jerusalem, that place of where they went to worship. Why was he going to be punished? Why was he going to be in prison? Because the, because the Lord made him a promise. Hmm. Seems odd, wasn't it? Or doesn't it? That he was going to be, um, hmm. he was going to be a prisoner, but the Lord had made him a promise. So why is it that even in prison that Jeremiah 
could be positive, that he could have a positive attitude. What was it about him? Was it his character? Was is his desire to be obedient? Was it his love of God, his relationship with the Lord? There had to be something about him that made him understand or caused him to understand that, you know what? God has been a faithful God. And even at his young age, he knew this. Jeremiah had a positive attitude, even when arrested. How about us? Sometimes we're going through things and we know we've done nothing wrong. And yet, we experience difficulty. We experience hurt. We feel defeated. We don't know what's going to come next. And we don't know how and what God is going to do. But we know that God is faithful. Jeremiah had to deliver that message to King Zedekiah, and he did. But yet, even though he was also in prison, he was confident that the Lord was going to deliver him. Jeremiah looked for answers when all around he saw destruction. Remember that scripture I read every time or I state every time I know it by heart at this point, uh, that Jeremiah speaks in Jeremiah 33 and 3, call on me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you don't know. He saw destruction, but he had hope in the Lord. He acknowledged the power of God that even though it looked bad on the outside, if you look at um, that chapter 32 and verse 27, you hear him say, you hear the Lord say, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? He knew, he recognized that God could do anything. And even though they were going to be exiled and taken into captivity, and even though he was in prison, God was able and could deliver him and his people. Jeremiah was guaranteed that there was nothing that God could not do. He was promised answers to his prayers. What were Jeremiah's prayers? He prayed for understanding. There is so much we don't know and we shouldn't pretend to know, but we serve a God who knows all things and who is all-knowing. Jeremiah was known as a weeping prophet. I can understand why he cried so much. But also, Jeremiah was a praying prophet. When things don't make sense, when things didn't make sense to Jeremiah, he prayed. He prayed regularly for the people of Israel. He often interceded for them with God, praying and pleading with God not to bring tragedy on them. And, and, he had, and, and, and these are the people that he had given a promise to. And so Jeremiah was seeking the understanding of why God, and even though Jeremiah prayed for the people, there were times when God told him, don't pray for them. <laughs> it's hard when you see someone suffering and you go to the one who can do something about it. And he says, don't pray for them. Sometimes we think God only has good things to say. Read your scriptures. There are times that God, when he's angry, it's like he's done. In Jeremiah 7, verse 16, he says, therefore, do not pray for this people, nor lift up a cry or prayer for them, nor make intercession to me, because I won't hear you. Oh my God, how, how harsh is that? In chapter 11 and verse 14, he says, don't pray for these people. And I'm using a little bit of my vernacular. He says, so do not pray for this people or lift up a cry or prayer for them. For I will not hear them in the time that they cry out to me because of their trouble. And then in Jeremiah 14, 11 through 12, the Lord said to the prophet, do not pray for this people for their good. When they fast, I won't hear their cry. When they offer burnt offerings and grain offerings, I won't accept them. 
but I will consume them by the sword, by the famine and by the pestilence. Some of you may be saying, wow, this is a stern message. I came or I'm listening here today because I wanted to be uplifted and this word of the Lord I'm hearing right now, well, <laughs> don't give up so soon, people of faith. Jeremiah had a God who could do the impossible and he had confidence in him. He had confidence because he knew God was loving and he had called his people out of captivity. And he gave their, for his for, their forefathers a promise that God would not, and God does not lie. He, he's not a man that he, could, he, he, he can lie. He just doesn't. Jeremiah teaches us something. Here's what he teaches, one of the things he teaches us. When doing something for the Lord, you must be confident. There may be times when God calls you to deliver some bad news. Where did Jeremiah's confidence come from or where did it originate? It came from his memory. Jeremiah recalled God's power in verse uh, 17 of chapter 32 when he said, Thou has made the heaven and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. He recalled in his memory the things that God had done. The scriptures speak to the power of God. In the book of Genesis, it begins with these words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1 verse 1 proves God's power. And then if you look at John 1, 1 through 5, it continues to confirm uh, the confidence that Jeremiah had and why memory is important. In John 1, 1 through 5, we read, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him, not anything made that was made. In him was life and life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and darkness comprehended it not. So the one thing, one thing we can learn from Jeremiah is that he had a good memory. He remembered how faithful God was. He remembered how powerful God was and what God could do. Jeremiah teaches us that God is still performing miracles. Miracles are accessible to the God of creation. You only need to look at the star-filled sky and, and that should convince you or convince us. In fact, the psalmist in 19 verse 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of the Lord, and the firmament shows his handiwork. A sign in the gym where I attend says, uh, has, they always have these quippy sayings, things to motivate you, to keep you working out, to keep taking care of yourself. And one of them says, because sometimes we have some, some difficult things that, you know, we're looking for the God of miracles, and it just seems like the miracle isn't happening or God's not able. But this sign in the gym says, you have been assigned this mountain to show others it can be moved. Sometimes God gives you difficult things, difficult mountains to climb to show others that it can be done. Jeremiah teaches us that God is a God who performs miracle. God may give you a task that appears insurmountable on the surface, but you can't forget he's still working. He's still doing. He's still performing miracles. A mountain can be moved with just a little bit of faith. You don't need an abundance. You just need a little. And it's about the quality of your faith and, and not the quantity of your faith. The other thing that Jeremiah reminds us of is of God's power. Our redemption is an example of his power. Consider Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection. That's a guarantee of a new creation. 
that's the power that God has. And those of us who trust in Christ, we become new creatures. That's what Paul tells, tells us in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. And I hope I'm not talking so fast because this is such a deep, deep message. And I just want you to really get it and to really understand that even if you're going through tough times, we serve such a faithful God. And Jeremiah teaches us that even when we cry, even when we fall into a, a bad situation, or even when it seems like we've been captive or imprisoned by some situation, that God is still faithful. And in fact, Jeremiah, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things come, become new. Jeremiah is reminding us of God's power when he speaks of uh, and when he calls out to God to seek understanding. He reminds us that God is faithful and there is nothing he can't do. And that's why he told us about the creation and reminded us of that. Jeremiah shows us that God hears and answers prayer. He pleaded with God. The Lord responded to him, though, in um, verse 27 of chapter 32. I encourage you to go back and read it. His story is may, may not be linear. Everything doesn't kind of flow just as it happened, but it flows in the significance of the time and the situations that are occurring. But the Lord responded to him with a question, and he said, is there anything too hard for me? <laughs> Jeremiah was trying to understand based on what he saw versus versus God's ability to change it. Sometimes you have to use your spiritual eye and not your natural eye. And it was in prayer that he sought to understand what God was doing. God responded with the question, and that's a question we should ask ourselves. You should ask yourself when you're facing difficult times, when everything around you just seems like it's falling apart, when it seems like destruction is near, when it looks like nothing good can happen, when it seems like all hope is gone, Seek God. Jeremiah sought him because he wanted to understand. God will show you that there is no problem he can't handle. Whether it's your health, overcoming addiction, losing a loved one, failure, losing a job, breakups, just divorce. What problem in your life do you think is too hard for God? God is saying to you, today, there is nothing too hard for me to do nothing. Stop limiting God. He says, I am the God of the impossible. When times look bleak, you feel hemmed in, you've painted yourself in a corner and there's calamity and trouble all around. The Lord says, that's not too hard for me. That word, God's question to Jeremiah, assured the people that he would return them to, to the promise that he had given to their forefathers. Yes, they're going to be punished. And the Lord explains precisely why. But God is the God who keeps his word. Jeremiah 32 and 42, uh, 37 through 41. Take a moment and read that. I won't uh, to shorten this, this podcast. I won't read all of that to you. But he talks about where he will, where he had driven them out in anger, that he's going to bring them back and that he's going to give them one heart. And that, that so that they could fear him and that he was going to make an everlasting covenant with them. And in verse 42, he says, for thus says the Lord, just as I have brought all this great calamity on this people, so I will bring on them all the good that I have promised them. The Lord's question posed to Jeremiah should produce unquestioning faith. 
I think about Mary when she questioned Gabriel, how should it be that she could have a child since she was a virgin? And the Lord answered her and told her what was going to occur. And I love Mary's response. She says, be it unto me according to your word. I encourage you, challenge you, put the Lord's question to the test. Is there anything too hard for God? He is the God of the impossible. What are your worries that you think God can't handle them? A lack of faith will steal your peace of mind, but you must trust God and relax. And finally, Jeremiah shows us that God wants us to have a relationship with him. And that's where that verse comes from when I often now, all the time, actually begin my podcast with call them to me and I will answer thee. This is a call to all of us, to all of humankind, to all of us that feel in some way locked up. But even like Jeremiah, Jeremiah was in prison, but God was with him there. Even if you feel in prison by some situation or just feel captive, God is there. Where you are doesn't limit God's ability. Jeremiah was promised great and mighty things in answer to prayer. Millions have claimed this promise. I hope you have. It is a promise that is available to all of us today. God can do anything but fail. I pray your relationship with him is so deep and so strong that even when you're going through tough times, you know it won't last always. He's a God of promise and he keeps his word. Until next time, brothers and sisters, be sure to see the sunrise. See Christ in your everyday situations.